the principle of the map is quite simple. That what I am depends on the distance of the observer. And all the outer views of one, all these outer views are one's appearance, which is infinitely variable and always mortal. This nest of appearances, these onion layers. But what is at the core of the onion is the reality which is giving rise to those regional appearances. And uh, Catherine's journey was from the outermost regions of appearance to the innermost reality at the center of them all. The appearance is enormously important, but they are not to be confused with the central reality. And the human confusion arises because we superimpose one particular regional appearance that, that only one of them. We concentrated on just one of these infinite appearances, ignoring the others, more or less, and that one, we, we hallucinate its arrival here at the centre. Though it's a case of where. We're clear about the what, we're very unclear about where. And the first person includes central reality and the, the whole range of appearances. Yeah. And behind this half the grapefruit here, we have the other half of the grapefruit here, which is our reality, where we're coming from, our source, our backing in the business of life, our backing. And we start with tunnel vision, five degrees, and we're very sick then, and we enlarge our heart, our vision, to embrace the world is about 160 degrees. Now we are half cured, only half, not quite half. And the, the completion of our holing or healing, the 200 degrees are back in. We shall have a lot, lot more to talk about. In the, in the days to come, we shall have a lot to say about the backing. Five degrees, 160 degrees, 360. Degrees. When, when I don't know in France, I don't know about France, but in England, uh, we were told it was very rude to point at people. And I, I heard about a little boy who pointed at a lady in a bus, pointed at her. He asked his mother, is that, is that a witch? <laughs> very rude to point, very rude to point. But you know, there's one that loves being pointed at. Who is the one that loves to be pointed at? It is the one, the origin, the one loves to be pointed at. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Magali is saying that she thinks she remembers a, 
a great painting. Yes, and she, she can't remember who it represents. Maybe Saint John the Baptist, and uh, he's pointing to the sky, pointing at the sky like this. I think there are several paintings that do that. When Catherine was doing this experiment with the finger, it was really the same thing as that, but we have here a restricted environment. At night, in the right conditions, we point up that our heavenly bodies, galaxies and stars and planets, actually photographable, all limited, all perishable, but magnificent. And then we, we go down and we point to our features of our earthly environment, the, the trees and the mountains and the hills. And we, then we point out at our human region. Beautifully, our human region is populated. And then we point here. It's, a, it's the same journey. Same journey. It's extraordinary in the history of spirituality this has been so neglected. It's extraordinary. We should not despair of modern man. Some great things are revealed to us at this time. It's a wonderful time to be alive. It's a marvelous time to be alive. Dangerous, but marvelous. <laughs> and this idea that the senses deceive us uh, is one which we, we are privileged to undermine now and see how they really when we really dare to have a look, they lead us to who we really, really are. All the senses do. And there are some famous but disastrously complicated Buddhist scriptures uh, which explore different senses. And one of them, a very long and complicated one, called the Surangama Sutra. And uh, it explores the different senses, bringing us to home sight and hearing and so on. And I think that the, the bon Dieu, the reality behind the world, is not deceiving us. It's, giving us, it's not giving us senses to, to deceive us, but to reveal itself to us. And the, the joke is, you see, that the people, the, the real people who see who they are, the seers of the world, are relying on senses. And the, 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 those of us who don't see who we are, we're not relying on senses, we're relying on imagination. I, I, I hallucinate something here to keep the world out with. And, and a great, great man, Hong Po, Wang Po, great Zen master, 8th century China, he said the ordinary man goes by, relies upon what he thinks. But the uh, sage relies on what he sees. So we stop our busy intellectual nonsense and we dare to have a look. And of course, the history of modern science is based on looking. Medieval man looked it up in a book, looked it up in a book. He got it from the Vatican, he got it from the Bible, he got it from Aristotle. He didn't look to see what was going on in the world. And then Galileo came along and said, I'm going to look. I'm going to look. I'm going to watch and see what happens. He stopped looking it up and he started looking. And that was the beginning of the whole scientific scene. Yes, having a look. And that's what we're doing.
ordinary man goes by what he thinks. Liberated man goes by what he sees. <laughs> you may have noticed, you may have noticed here, my drawing of Jose uh, celebrates the fact that he's looking out of two, uh, two eyes, two eyes. But where is the, in the first person, where is the seeing going on? Where's the seer? Where is the one who looks? The one who looks where? I have the mirror there. There, I've got Douglas's face. I've got an eye there, I one, I two. Now, where is my scene going on? Is it going on there, behind the car, or is it going on here? I, I don't think I'm, the scene isn't going on there. It's going on here, at this end of my arm, not that end of my arm. It's going on here, isn't it? And that's why the Upanishads say only God sees, only the one sees. There is one seer in all being. He lives here, she lives here, it lives here. This is where that scene goes on. And this is not deceptive at all, this is genuine. But there are two eyes here. How many eyes is this one looking out of? How many eyes are you looking out of at this moment? On present evidence. Um, I have here, I count my eyes, you see. I have three eyes, three eyes. Left one, number one, right one, number two, and the third eye here. And the tradition in the East is that when we see who we are, when we're liberated, this is the opening of the third eye, third eye. And you don't need to go to India to open your third eye. You can go to Tibet if you like, but it's available in Ardesh. Did you ever look out of anything else? You never looked out of anything else but this. And this is not a human eye. These are human eyes. They're very important and very interesting. But I never looked out of them. I never looked out of them. The only eye I ever looked out of was this eye, which is not a human eye. It's as wide as the world. Wide as the world. And this is the eye of the one seer in all being. The great Meister Eckhart, talking about St. Paul, had a vision. He saw the light on the road to Damascus. And it said, Paul rose from the ground, wide-eyed, wide-eyed. You are, as first person, wide-eyed. Wide as the world. And if you go out into the street, you go to Obinar or Prival, Paris, anywhere, Lyon, ask the people in the street, 
How many eyes are you looking out on in your own experience at this moment? Everyone will say to him. And then we wonder why we have problems. Oh, come on. We are so unconscious. In a coma, dream. Think you're looking out at two peepholes and a meatball. This? Well, you could get away with it in Montmartre, peut-être. <laughs> But you don't need to because you've got this immense art. It's always available. And any way home is a good way. Any route home is a good route. Any vehicle home is a good vehicle. It's a very, very nice vehicle. And uh, who was it who said, if your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light, having no place to we say, oh, of course he didn't mean that. He just meant if you were one concentrated. If you were one, if you were not divided in your mind. I think he meant what he said, one eye. It, the world looks a bit different when you see it with the God's eye view. It's God's world, it's a, it's, it's a different world, I think. It's the same world, and yet it is transformed, because it's your world. Claude um, <coughs> was telling us what happened to him the first time when he did this experiment at your workshop. In these glasses were rested on no thing. Yes. And that, they were, and that he was located even behind these. That's right. What is your nose sticking out of? <laughs> if the Buddha were going to preach the... Uh, Liberation to crocodile, I mean, he wouldn't have a difficulty with crocodiles. He'd say, what is this sticking out of? As a matter of fact, you have two noses, two noses. And they're very funny. The first person has two noses. And I've got one there, it's very big, and it's transparent on, on the right. And I have another one on the left, also transparent. Are you, do you have that? Are you like that? Both transparent, both huge. What's behind? But there is a there's a point here. There's a question here. You say, well, surely eyes. I mean, why do we go to the optician? Why do we wear glasses if eyes don't see? Now, I'm sure that Philippe would agree that what we see is conditioned by many things. What we see uh, is conditioned by whether it's night or day, whether it's the dark or the light, or whether there's a dense fog or not, uh, or, or whether I have jaundice, in which case everything looks yellow. And it's conditioned by a million things. And uh, what I see is conditioned partly by this, by this two little window, two little things there. Now, these change the content of what I see. But the seer itself is stationed at the center of her world. So we must distinguish between the seeing and uh, what conditions the scene. This is a very useful one, isn't it? Very useful. And it seems crazy in the Upanishad, only God sees, say, say, say some of the sages, only God sees. Only God sees. Yes, yes. The point is, see 
out of the one eye. See what you're looking out of. That's the essential thing. And don't hallucinate two peepholes in a meatball. 